Plundering, pillaging, codes, and treasure. All the makings of the perfect mystery book. Yet for this story, X does not mark the spot. This podcast centers around Olivier Levasseur, a French pirate that stayed hidden from fame, yet hid one of the most bountiful treasures known to man, and hid the location on one cipher. My name is Olivier Leversieux. I was born in the beautiful city of Calais, France, around the 1690s. It wasn't until I was about 26 that I became a pirate for the Benjamin Hornigold Pirate Company. For three years, I worked as a corsair, just another deck. I gratify myself for realizing that being a corsair was a despicable job. I can captain a ship much better than these other wretches. I was taking commands from a man that I knew was less intelligent than I, and it drove me to defect and stop my own crew. Captain my own ship with Hal Davis, Thomas Coughlin, moving my attacks down to the West African coast. I was able to pillage and steal all I wanted to keep my name hidden from the masses by realizing that the riches I acquired contained far more value than the fame the others received. For this reason, I was able to stay hidden from the French forces while many others were captured and hung. And for this, I was given the name La Bousse, or Buzzard. I would quickly attack my foes and retreat, keeping myself hidden. For the first two years of my captainhood, I had yet to hit the jackpot of all raids until I stumbled upon Reunion Island in 1721. Here, the Gnosis Sinhore do Cabo, Our Lady of the Cape, was anchored. She was the ship of the Bishop of Goa, and we were able to board without firing a single shot. To their misfortune, they had encountered a severe storm and had to discard the 72 cannons to not capsize. A beautiful bounty of a hundred million euros was waiting for me. I retired with my treasure and hid the rest of my life on the Seychelles Island, on the archipelago, on the archipelago. Unfortunately, I was captured near Madagascar and humiliatingly escorted to Reunion Island, where I was hanged in 1730. Olivier's capture did not mean an end to the 100 million euro treasure. Before he was hanged, he tossed a necklace into the crowd that contained a cipher, and he exclaimed, Find my treasure, he who may understand it, challenging the crowd to find his 500 million dollar belt. would ask why the treasure is still hidden if he told everyone that the cipher held the location of the treasure. This is because his story remained a legend for many years 
and the cipher had been lost in a sea of documents and manuscripts. The cipher resurfaced in 1923, when Mrs. Savoy, a woman living in Mahi Island, discovered man-made carvings on rocks near her house by the beach. After further excavation, she found skeletons with gold earrings, indicating pirates. She contacted her nephew, who worked in a museum, and he had heard of the Labuse tale and gave her the documents containing the cipher. She took these to Charles de la Ranciere, a French historian. He was able to easily identify the cipher and decipher it, and he published his findings in 1934 in his book, Le Filibustier Mysterio, Histoire d'un Trésor Caché, that described the Seychelles treasure. The cipher is fairly easy to decode. Levasseur used Pigpen, otherwise known as the Knights Templar alphabet, to encrypt his French. To decipher, a tic-tac-toe box is created to place the first nine letters of the alphabet into each spot, each spot containing a dot. A second box is then created to house the next nine letters. This one did not have any dots. Two X's are then created, and a T and a V are placed into it. The T going in the top part of the X, and the V going in the right. The second X has dots in each quadrant, and the S is placed in the top, and U is placed in the right. Using the shapes that each letter creates, one can decipher the code. The oddest part was that after the code was deciphered, the remaining French made little to no sense. When decoded, the few words that can be translated are wa woman, waterlogged, horse, and dog. The best way to approach this confusing cipher is at face value, and to assume that it is like a game book, where all the methods to crack the code are in front of you. The cipher was invented in 1720s, when there was very little enciphering technology available. Levasseur was fluent in Greek, Latin, and Masonic symbols, so these could be clues on how to further translate the code. An alternate way to view the code than at face value that one Geoff Bath attempted was counting the number of Ks in the text. He saw that there were more Ks than in the standard French language. He believes that there is a hidden message written in the columns of the code that when found, one can remove the Ks and read the text. After this, it led him to believe to use letter frequency to see if the translated cipher was also encrypted. Even after trying these methods, Mr. Bath does not believe anyone can take the code at face value, since it is evident that many letters have been lost in translation over the years. Using the Pigpen cipher in today's age would be highly impractical, as it is very rudimentary, and if someone has seen the history behind it, would easily recognize the symbols. However, there are certain groups that attempt to use it to hide their true meaning. Criminals today have put another sophisticated twist onto the Pigpen cipher, to orally communicate with it instead of doing it at all in writing. They have placed letter, num letters in the boxes and then numbers with those letters. For example, with a tic-tac-toe box that contains ABC, GHI, and MNO, they assign the numbers, one with A, two with G, three with M, and so on and so forth down the line. Pigpen cipher has yet again been seen used during the American Civil War. Confederate troops would use the code as an early response to Union spies. After the first time that a Union officer intercepted the message, they frantically tried to decipher the code, but were unsuccessful until they captured many more.
Now returning to the Levasseur pirate code, translating it to French is very tricky in that it yields hardly any words that make sense. Après je mets une pared de pigeon tirisquette. A simple phrase in French, yet out of those seven words, only four can be translated to English and make sense. The four words are après jamais un paire. They translate to after a couple. And from then on, the rest of the cipher is cryptic with very few words making any sense. One line that stood out in the cipher is Minil faut que ut taut an noit ku. This translates to it is necessary to have a roof, insinuating that the treasure is buried underground or somewhere that has a roof. This has led Mr. Wilkins to view the treasure as being in a cavern, an already natural underlying place that makes it very simple to find with the right tools. The next translatable lines that have direct relation to the artifacts that were found by Reginald Wilkins were un femme, which translates to a woman, un chien, which translates to a dog, and un homme, which translates to a man. Specifically, the word before it, dormir, which translates to sleeping. This insinuated to the, the woman is Andromeda, while the dog and the man are the carvings that he found in the rocks. Most have attempted to further decipher the code, but only one man has claimed to have found the general location of the treasure. John Wilkins is the latest of the treasure hunters who claims to have been successful in locating the treasure. He was given the hunt by his father, Reginald Wilkins, who first started searching for the treasure in 1949 after he was sent to the island of Mahi to recover from malaria. Locals had, heard, had been told of the treasure by their parents as a bedtime story, so no one had bothered to, to attempt to find the treasure. Here is an account from Sir Reginald. I was entranced by the mere thought of a 500 million euro treasure. Unlike most treasure hunts, I already had the general location of the treasure on Mahi Island. I just had to use a cipher to find the exact location. When I first began excavating sites on the island, I tried to look for clues that represented a waterlogged woman and to Jason. I believe these all had links to mythology or astronomy, but I had no proof yet. My biggest breakthrough came a few months ago, after my start when I found a compass engraved into a rock that held the exact bearings that were identical to the ones used on many of Labuse's maps. Using this, I was taken to the waterfront, where, after months of digging, I found the statue of Andromeda, or in other words, a waterlogged woman. I continued digging and found a sketch of Argo, Jason's ship from Greek mythology and also a Pegasus. Everything was starting to click together. All the etchings, the statues, it all pointed to the twelve trials of Hercules, Jason's companion. My conviction was further vindicated when the same three circles had appeared in the cipher before the line 
Let Jason be your guide, and the third circle will be open unto you. I continued to find clues that directly referenced the trials of Hercules and pointed me in a new direction on the island. It all came full circle when I landed back on the beach with what I believe is the final clue. I was never able to excavate the last site, but my son John has eagerly accepted the challenge and believes that he will be able to find the treasure this year. As of April 2017, John believes that he has found the exact location of the treasure. John Wilkins is currently looking for the treasure in the Bel Omre part of Mahi Island. He claims that it is the perfect location as it is right next to the water and there is a man-made retaining wall already built there. He has just secured a land grant from the government which he claims is because they wish to make sure their stake of 50% of the treasure is held intact. He still agrees that 50% of a 500 million dollar discovery is a lot of money. He is very eagerly awaiting for his heavy machinery to come in so they can pump the water out and finish excavating and hopefully find the $500 million bounty. La Bousse's story hasn't gone unnoticed by the masses. Unbeknownst to most, he is the center point of the video game Assassin's Creed Pirates, which focuses on the story of the main character pirate Alonzo Batia looking for the treasure and the comic Spike and Susie as they try to find the treasure to stop an evil villain from using its hidden powers. If one were to use the pig pen cipher in today's society as a rational means for heavy encryption, this would be a mistake. It is too widely known in history and has been seen countless times in great battles of the Civil War by the historic Freemason society and in the Levasseur pirate case. If you were to think of pirate treasure you would probably think of Johnny Depp movies and assume it would be buried on a beach with an enormous X above it. But as you have heard from this podcast, that was hardly the case for Levasseur's bounty. He used whatever tactics were at his disposal, including an early stage use of the Knights Templar cipher, or Pigpen, that is only historically known to have been used by the Freemasons during the 18th century. Even though Pigpen ciphers are not that complicated. They've been successfully used in the past, and the only thing stopping it from being successful now is time. We can only hope that Mr. Wilkins finds his treasure and the $500 million bounty that comes with it.